Hello there, listener. This episode will be a bit different. Today we will be telling the story of three wise men. No, not the classic Christmas story we all know and love, but something eerily similar. I assure you, though, this is a completely different story. So with that said, sit back, relax, and enjoy the story of the three wise men. Long ago, in a mystical realm, there lived three adventurers of great renown, known as Jemiathan, Camartius, and Carrie. They were revered for their wisdom and courage, but each of them possessed unique quirks that both bonded and tested their friendship. Jemiathan was a wizard of great knowledge, but he was also known for his loud, boisterous nature, making him quite obnoxious at times. Along with his outspoken mannerisms, he was also known for his head, which was ridiculously massive, making him stand out even among the fantastical creatures of their world. His ego was colossal as his head, and he often boasted about his magical prowess. Camartius was the embodiment of strength and nobility. He was a towering figure with bulging muscles, and his heroic deeds were celebrated throughout the land. However, he, cr- he carried a secret burden— He was entirely bald and somewhat self-conscious about it. He often wore an ornate helmet to hide his lack of hair, but his hairlessness weighed heavily on him. Carrie, an all-around wild card and smallest of the trio, stood at just five feet tall. He was a rogue with a penchant uh, for unpredictability. Always ready with a clever trick or mischievous plan, his rogue skills made him an adept scout and master of stealth but his unpredictable nature often added an element of chaos to their adventures. One fateful night, as the three wise men sat around their campfire, they noticed a brilliant star in the sky. It shone like no other, and its presence stirred them. They decided to follow the celestial sign, knowing it could only be a divine omen. Their journey was fraught with danger all along the way. They encountered fierce monsters, cunning traps, and wicked sorcerers. In one such battle, they encountered a fearsome dragon named A.D.H. of D. His powers of confusion and chaos left them sidetracked and constantly turning in circles. Camartius valiantly tried to keep them on track and moving on, but Jemiathan kept driving on into confusion and chaos. Carrie, ever the wild card, followed Jemiathan down every rabbit trail and side passage. Camartius had no choice but to follow in despair. After days of circling, the wise men found their path to the dragon's lair, facing the mighty beast head-on and finally finding the path forward, a mysterious forest that looked to go on forever. Their journey continued through the forest for days, the tension among the companions ever-growing. Jemiathan couldn't resist taunting Camartius about his baldness, while Camartius would mock Jemiathan every time he hit his gigantic head against a branch. 
and Carrie's unpredictable tactics occasionally caused chaos in their camp. One evening, Jemiathan had had enough. Pounding his fist on the ground in frustration, he shouted, Enough is enough! We've been wandering through this godforsaken forest for days, facing danger at every turn. Maybe this is all some foolish wild goose chase. We should turn back and forget about that star. Comartius, always the noble and determined figure, clenched his fist and retorted, Jemiathan, you underestimate the importance of your quest, of our quest. That star is a divine sign and we must follow it. We're meant to witness something extraordinary. We can't turn back now. Carrie leaned back and interjected. I've seen strange things on this journey, and I'll admit it's been a wild ride. But maybe it's time we reevaluate our choices. We can't ignore Jemiathan's concerns, and we shouldn't blindly follow the star without questioning where it leads. Of course, let's trust Jemiathan, Kamarsha said sarcastically. With that oversized head, it's a miracle he hasn't tipped over and rolled away. At least I'm not a bald giant with a strange helmet obsession, Jemiathan retorted. At that, the argument escalated into a full-blown brawl among the three wise men, with Jemiathan's loud voice echoing through the forest as they exchanged blows and harsh words. Their disagreement threatened to tear their group apart. Suddenly, while the trio were still locked in combat, a group of forest-dwelling creatures known as the Sylvan Guard emerged from the shadows. These beings were protectors of the forest, and they had grown weary of the intruders' presence and the tur turmoil they were causing. With their mastery over nature, the Sylvan Guards used their magic to immobilize Jemiathan, Camartius, and Carrie. Bound by the enchanted vines and roots that the Sylvan Guards had conjured, the three wise men realized the folly of their actions. The Sylvan Guards gave them a stern warning, stating that they, they could only continue their journey if they found harmony within their group. That or be trapped for eternity. Jemiathan, Camartius, and Carrie were chastised by this encounter and the realization of their own discord. The three looked within. They came to accept that their individual strengths and, uni and unique qualities were needed to overcome the challenges ahead. With a newfound sense of unity, they broke free from the magical restraints and resumed their quest, following the celestial star with renewed determination. Days later, they found their way out of the Sylvan Forest, but before them lay the scorching desert of desolation, where they faced a series of deadly sandstorms and mirages. Jemiathan's loud voice was their savior here, as his thunderous calls helped them stay oriented in the chaotic storms. Camartius's noble demeanor inspired the group to persevere through the grueling conditions, and Carrie's resourcefulness ensured that they had su supplies to survive the harsh desert. In the towering peaks of Iron Spine Mountains, they encountered a fierce tribe of mountain giants guarding the only pass through. Jemiathan's voice echoed through the mountains as, the cha as he challenged the giants, which led to an intense battle and emboldened the companions. Camartius, using his incredible strength, engaged the giants in single combat and emerged victorious, earning the respect of the giant tribe's leader. Kerry, using his bardic charm, brokered a truce between the giants and the nearby human settlements. Their most challenging trial came when they reached the Whispering Caves, a labyrinthian underground maze filled with deceitful illusions and mind-bending puzzles. Jemiathan's loud voice was of little help here, as whispers echoed and multiplied in the dark passages, confusing them even further. Camartius struggled with his insecurity as the illusions taunted him about his baldness. Carrie, 
resourceful as ever, used his roguelike intuition to discern the true path, guiding the group through the treacherous labyrinth. Finally, after their numerous trials, the trio arrived at a humble stable in, in a small town. Inside, they found a mother and a child with the brilliant star overhead casting its light upon them. It was clear that this was the culmination of their journey and the birth of something extraordinary. Jemiathan, with his loud and obnoxious voice, declared, We have found it! The source of our quest! His massive head seemed even more oversized in the presence of the divine. Comartius, though self-conscious about his baldness, knelt in awe, recognizing the importance of the moment. He said, This child is special, and we must protect and honor him. Carrie, overcome with emotion, stepped forward and began to sing a hauntingly beautiful song, which filled the stable with a sense of magic and wonder. As Carrie's song came to an end, the three wise men approached the mother and child with gifts. Carrie placed gold before the two. This is to give you a good start for the child, he said with respect. Camartius stepped forward and laid frankincense before the pair. He stepped back silently, still overcome with awe. Next, Jemiathan stepped forward. He pulled something out of his pack and placed it in the mother's hands. She, op she opened the package tentatively. It was a bag of tiny personal mints. Jemiathan pinched his nose together and smiled awkwardly. These three wise men, each with their own unique qualities and quirks, had followed the star to witness the birth of a savior, a new hope for the world. From that day on, they became known as not only wise, but also as heroes of the realm forever remembered for their epic quest and their role in the birth of a legend. Little did they know the end of this quest was only the beginning. After the awe-inspiring encounter with the newborn child in the humble stable, the companions decided to stay in the village. They were welcomed with open arms by the villagers, who had heard of their journey and the miraculous star that had guided them. The village was situated on the outskirts of a dense, enchanted forest, and the people were in dire need of protection from the malevolent creatures that lurked within. Jemiathan, eager to showcase his magical prowess, offered to cast protective spells around the village. His loud incantations echoed through the forest, causing the trees to sway and the animals to scatter in fear. At first, the villagers were grateful for this protection, but they soon found Jemiathan's boisterous and over-the-top displays of magic disruptive. His spells sometimes went awry, creating more problems than solutions. Camartius, always the stalwart defender, took it upon himself to train the village militia. He organized drills and taught them the art of swordplay and tactics. His noble intentions were undeniable, but his stern demeanor and insistence on perfection often intimidated the villagers. They respected his strength, but found it hard to connect with him on a personal level. Carrie decided to explore the enchanted forest. His small stature and rogue skills made him an adept scout. In the forest, he encountered mystical creatures, some of whom were friendly and others not so much. He even stumbled upon a hidden grove where ancient talking trees revealed valuable secrets of the forest. Carrie's unpredictable nature made him perfect to communicate with these enigmatic beings. As time passed, the villagers' gratitude began to wane, and tensions grew within the trio. The arguments resumed, fueled by their contrasting approaches to helping the village. Jemiathan, your flashy magic is scaring the villagers, Camartius pointed out. I'm doing what's necessary to protect them. Unlike you, I don't hide behind a helmet, Jemiathan retorted. Camartius replied, It's not hiding, Jemiathan. It's about being approachable. The villagers need to feel safe, not threatened. Carrie, trying to keep the peace, said, 
We must find balance. Maybe we can combine our strengths in a way that benefits the village without overwhelming them. The argument simmered down and they decided to approach their roles in a more cooperative manner. Jemiathan started to cast more subtle protective spells that didn't disrupt daily life. Kamarshan softened his training approach, focusing on building camaraderie with the militia. Kerry became a bridge between the villagers and the forest's mystical inhabitants, forging alliances that provided the village with invaluable resources. As they worked together, the village thrived, crops flourished, the militia grew stronger, and the villagers learned to coexist peacefully with the forest's magical denizens. Word of the trio's selfless efforts began to spread, and travelers from distant lands sought their wisdom and aid. One day, an old, mysterious scholar arrived in the village. He introduced himself as Phineas and claimed to possess knowledge of a great prophecy. He revealed that the newborn child they had visited was destined to bring balance to the world, but dark forces sought to prevent it. The companions were once again faced with a daunting quest. Phineas explained that they needed to obtain three ancient relics to protect the child from the impending threat. Each relic was guarded by a formidable guardian in a treacherous location. Their first relic was called the Horn of the Winged Ponies, and it was located in the Cavern of Shadows, a crypt-like underground maze filled with traps and creatures that thrived in darkness. Jemiathan's magical knowledge proved invaluable in navigating the Cavern of Shadows. His spells illuminated their path, revealing hidden traps and deterring lurking creatures. Camarsus's strength was vital when facing massive stone doors and battling formidable subterranean beasts. Kerry used his knowledge to disarm traps and unlock hidden passages. In their journey through the Cavern of Shadows, they encountered numerous trials, including a perilous chasm that they had to leap across, a deadly puzzle involving glowing crystals, and a harrowing encounter with a pack of shadowy wraiths. The companions had their fair share of victories and setbacks, but their ever-growing understanding of each other's strengths saw them through. Finally, they came to what could only be the lair of the Guardian defending their, their relic. Before them stood two massive, ornate doors. Comarchus heaved against the doors, but they could not be moved. Maybe they're sealed with a spell, Carrie commented. Jemiathan rested his huge forehead against the door and closed his eyes, trying to sense any magical wards placed on the door. However, as soon as Jemiathan's forehead touched the doors, they began to creak open. How did you manage that? Comarchus asked, readying his sword and shield. Jemiathan furrowed his brow, looking confused. I didn't do anything. Be ready for a trap. The three wise men stood in a circle, all facing away from each other, squinting into the shadows surrounding them, ready for a strike that was surely to come. Suddenly, from out of the doors, a figure started to emerge. It was of slight build, but quite tall. It wobbled as it approached them, swaying side to side as if the person or thing couldn't quite keep its balance. The figure stopped just out of the light. In a rasping, shaking voice, it said, I have been waiting for this. The wise men looked at each other confused. Kamarsha stepped forward in front of his companions, raising his shield while lying his sword flat on the top edge, pointing at the figure. He asked, How did you know this day was coming? Are you some sort of seer? Suddenly, the figure jumped forward into the light. Kamarsha's brace, Jemiathan ready to spell, and Kerry, who had somehow slid into the shadows behind the stranger, drew his daggers. I'm the biggest fan of your work, Jemiathan! The stranger suddenly screamed as they came on into the light. The figure was quite short, but he had layers upon layers strapped to his head, making his gait wobbly and the reason for the misbalanced steps. See? I have a ginormous head too! The man squealed, pointing at his blanket head. Jemiathan stepped forward, not missing a beat. 
And who might you be, my young wizard? The young man blushed and responded, My name's Jarrington. Sorry if I surprised you. I was so excited to see you. What do I owe the pleasure of your visit? Kamarshus, seeing Jemiathan's head growing even larger from having a fan, stepped in, stating, We have come seeking the horn of the winged ponies. We have been sent on this quest to retrieve it in order to protect a newborn child of great importance. The young man, ignoring Kamarshus completely, responded to Jemiathan, Oh, this old thing? He reached into his pocket and pulled out a small horn that looked oddly like a kazoo. It shone brightly and lit up the shadows around the group. Winged ponies were etched into the sides and the mouthpiece was made of fine glass steel. Seeing the tiny horn was actually a kazoo, Carrie guffawed. You've got to be joking, right? We fought wraiths for a flipping kazoo? He approached Jarrington and stopped in front of him, looking him up and down. Noticing Jarrington looked almost identical to himself, but not wanting to waste time on another subject. So can we have the tiny thing or do we have to take it? He asked in a rush. Jarrington looked to Jemiathan and started to respond, but he felt a slight gust of wind and looked back to Carrie, who had vanished along with the kazoo and the winged ponies. Camartius muttered, Damn wild card, and readied himself. Jarrington suddenly started screaming, clutching his chest. He tore away his robe, revealing a giant hole that had slowly grown there. He fell to the ground in agony. Jemiathan rushed to him. Is there something I can do? Jarrington gasped and clutched Jemiathan's hand. I think it's too late for me. I'm just glad I could help you on your quest. And with that, he breathed his last, his giant blanket head flopping to the floor. Jemiathan looked up. Well, that got violent quick. Camartius looked around for Carrie, trying to see where the rogue had disappeared to. Carrie stepped out of the shadows. I guess I should have waited a sec to see what happened when I took it, huh? The wise men carried Jarrington through the double doors into his lair. They left him on his bed and looked around the cavernous room. The, ro the walls were covered completely with pictures of Jemiathan. Some looked like they were taken from inside of bushes and behind trees. One was even through Jemiathan's living room window and was zoomed in to Jemiathan clipping his toenails. The wise men wisely left in haste. The trio emerged from the cavern of shadows, victorious yet battered. They returned to their village to rest and resupply. When they were ready, Phineas informed them that the next relic, the Amulet of Eternity, was hidden in the heart of an ancient haunted forest, where the spirits of long-dead warriors guarded their treasure. And so their next journey began. After only a day of hard riding, the wise men arrived at the haunted forest. As the companions ventured deeper into the forest, they encountered an eerie silence broken only by the whispers of Respa spirits. The Amulet of Eternity was said to be hidden within the heart of an ancient decaying tree, but reaching it was far from simple. The journey was fraught with eerie encounters, spectral illusions, and moments of doubt. At one point, they were lured into a nightmarish mirage where they were made to confront their deepest fears and insecurities. Camartius saw himself completely bald, unable to hide it under his helmet. Jemiathan was silenced, unable to utter a single word, a living hell. Carrie was barraged with images of being plain and dependable, never allowed to be a wild card again. Overcoming these illusions required their combined wisdom, strength, and adaptability. Camartius learned to embrace his baldness as a symbol of his inner strength. Jemiathan discovered the power of silence and contemplation and Carrie found that he could rely on his companions for strength when needed. 
After what felt like an eternity, they reached the heart of the forest and found the ancient decaying tree. With reverence, they retrieved the amulet of eternity, feeling its immense power resonate within them. It was a testament to their unity and resolve that they had passed the trials of the haunted forest. Upon returning to the village, they shared the tales of their harrowing journey with Phineas, who revealed the final leg of their quest. They needed to obtain the Crystal of Serenity, hidden deep within the treacherous mountains known as the Titan's Spire. The perilous climb would test their limits physically and emotionally, and the fate of the world still hung in the balance. Jemiathan, Camartius, and Carrie knew that their journey was, was far from over, but they faced it with newfound trust and respect for each other. The prophecy continued to unfold, and they embraced their roles as the protectors of the child destined to bring love to the world. Their story would be told for generations, not only as a testament to their wisdom, but also as a reminder that unity and understanding could conquer any challenge, no matter how daunting. As they set their sights on the Titan Spire, the world held its breath, awaiting the final chapter in the epic saga of Jemiathan, Camartius, and Carrie, the three wise men who had changed the fate of the world. Thank you for listening, and happy holidays to all. Don't forget to rate the show on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. You can also follow us on Instagram and TikTok at Hot Cross Buns Pod. If you have any questions or comments, feel free to email us at hotcrossbunspod at gmail.com. We really love the feedback. Did you enjoy that? I know I did. This has been Hot Cross Buns. Thank you for listening. Mwah. Jesus is watching, and goodbye. Now take it away, Corey Steiner and the In-Between. Hot